Welcome to Walking with Freya, a journey through special needs parenting. This podcast is a place for parents and caregivers of children with special needs to share stories, the very real struggles and challenges we face, along with the inevitable love and joy these children have brought into our lives. This is a place for unapologetic honesty, well-intentioned laughter, and endless support. A safe place for us to learn, share, discuss, and help each other navigate this often unexpected journey. Be kind, be supportive, and when you can, keep the humor. My name is Annie, and welcome to Walking with Freya. Welcome back to Walking with Freya. So I got my 14-year-old daughter, Haven, to sit down with me last night and talk about her experience being Freya's older sister. We shared quite a few laughs, and I certainly learned some things, like how a person can totally internalize an experience, overthink it, and process it, and chide themselves for their actions when the other person involved may not even remember it. Before the interview, also, I had asked her to read Jamila Basher's book because of her For those of you who have been listening to the podcast, you might remember this interview. Jamila is a special education teacher and an IEP coach in Philadelphia. And in the show notes, I can I can link to the episode. And she wrote a book about being an older sibling to a girl with an intellectual disability. So I asked Haven to read that book. And uh, we did bring it up a few times in the conversation. A couple of things that came up was talking about this very natural uh, response of feeling, you know, embarrassed by your sibling at times. And Haven explains to me why she says she's never been embarrassed by Freya. And, uh, it's partly because she, (laughs) she doesn't get embarrassed easily and she's very silly and goofy, which is nice. Um, and then she also, uh, talks about the, the sentiment of feeling very protective over Freya and certainly agrees with Jamila about about that aspect of being an older sibling. I asked Haven to end our conversation with some words of insight, wisdom, or advice for siblings of children with special needs. So maybe uh, some of that will be inspiring to any siblings that, that you may have. I was really excited to interview Haven and was grateful for this opportunity and for this platform to have this conversation that maybe would have been a little more awkward to try and have at least, you know, the like session of me grilling her with questions. But um, I'm sorry for my dogs barking in the background. They do that. Um, And I was definitely surprised by some of the answers. So I hope that this conversation encourages other parents to talk about these issues with their children if you aren't already. It was very enlightening and enjoyable to have this conversation with Haven. So I'm glad I did it. I also would love to tell you all that I just scheduled my first workshop. Woohoo! I will be hosting a small writing workshop for parents of children with special needs. We're going to keep it small this time around since it's my first time. We're doing like 12 slots and childcare will be provided for those who need it. So Um, I'm really excited to hopefully meet and connect with some more families in the area and and hopefully help, you know, help them see the benefits of writing and telling our stories and and offer ways that uh, 
seem attainable for for implementing this kind of practice into into life. So if you are a local to Humboldt and would like a chance to sign up, please email me at walkingwithfreya at gmail.com. This workshop is May 30th in the evening from 6 to 7.30. Child care is provided and uh, there's no fee to attend. I, don't, I didn't want it to be prohibitive to anybody. So there's no fee. There are donations will gratefully be accepted and any donations will help support the fellowship, the Unitarian Fellowship my friend has offered, has, uh, you know, graciously offered the space and the donations will help support that and help support the child care and the time and energy of the facilitators, which will be myself and my beautiful, amazing friend, Therese, who is herself an educator and a poet and uh, is well-versed in mindfulness and is just a beautiful person to hold space and she will help keep things flowing if I start rambling which if you've listened to this podcast at all you'll know that I can (laughs) that I can do so she's going to be there and she's going to be such a beautiful asset to this workshop and I'm grateful to her so again registration is due by May 16th so if you think you're interested definitely reach out to me right now and I'll, I'll let you know how to sign up only 12 slots. There also will be more to come very soon about the writing journal and a reminder that May is PWS Awareness Month and I'm excited to bring some more interviews with PWS families and resources and we're just going to hit this hard. We're going to talk about funding and just a lot of great stuff. So uh, until then, please tell the friend subscribe to the podcast it's totally free don't be afraid of that subscribe button it's on itunes stitcher google play spotify and please leave those ratings and those reviews they are crucial to getting this podcast onto the lists to be seen i hope you all enjoy and get something out of this conversation that i had with haven about what it's like to be freya's big sister thanks for being here Do you remember you were seven when I got pregnant with Freya? Do you remember when I told you? (laughs) Yeah, that was so funny. I remember sitting like in the kitchen part and you're like, hey, but I want to tell you something. And you were laying on the bed and you're like, I'm pregnant. And I remember I was holding my dress and I, I was happy, but I was confused. So I just like put my dress over your face and like ran out of the room to my bedroom. Uh, yes. And that's... then I came back and I was like, really? <laughs> I remember it vividly. Yeah. Yeah, because that was not expected <laughs> at all. I remember The that. dress or the... the Well, no, the, the pregnancy. <laughs> oh. And yeah, God, that was so funny when you just threw that dress on my face because I was laying on the couch because I was tired and ill. <laughs> yeah, I love that memory. Is there anything significant you remember from the pregnancy? I mean, that was your first time you were preparing to be a big sister. Was that when you were eating the tortilla chips with butter, or was that the t- was that with Rona? <laughs> that was with Freya. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah. I remember coming into the kitchen and I was seeing you like eating tortilla chips and the butter with like a knife in it. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so then, okay, so then we were up in town. 
and Auntie Steph and Sal were in town. And I, I remember sitting at, no, I was, think I was in the car. And Steph and Sal were like, your mom's getting a C-section. It's like, what? And then I remember going to Carmela's and it being Gianna's second month birthday. So <laughs> I remember sitting at, sitting in Carmela's and being like, my mom's going to have a baby. Like, I'm going to have a little sister. Yeah. Did you under, Did you really understand what that meant, the cesarean? I knew that it... I mean, I knew that Freya was breech. Uh-huh. And I knew that the cesarean was like... You didn't actually give... I didn't know what a cesarean was. Uh-huh. But, like, I didn't know. I thought she was just... It was just, like... She's just turned around. Like, she, that's just why she has to get a cesarean. and realize that there was any, like... Anything else was wrong, kind of. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I didn't either. <laughs> Do you remember coming to the hospital and meeting her? Or what are your first memories of Freya? I think I remember, I have weird, like, vivid memories of things. So I remember, like, almost the exact room we were in. It's, like, the bottom floor all the way to, like, the right. This is not important, but, like, this is just what I remember. And I remember, like, coming into the room, and you just, like, laying in the bed and, like, holding, like, a little bundle of, like, <laughs> nothing and like i remember i was like so scared to like touch her because i don't know first sister so with Mm -hmm. it was more like "Ooh, let me hold her let me touch her let me poke her face kind of but like uh, with with freya was like i'm gonna break her i don't want to break her (laughs) she was tiny yeah you played a pretty significant role in the uh feeding time do you remember that do you remember what your job was in the beginning Wasn't it to, like rubber feet or like that uh-huh how did i rub her feet to keep to keep her awake oh i remember to repeat to keep her awake yeah because she couldn't stay awake and she wouldn't nurse and she was getting so small and where you would sit there and, and rub her feet for me to try and keep her awake <laughs> didn't work <laughs> <laughs> didn't usually work and then the uh rebirthing ceremony do you remember that no probably probably better if you don't yeah probably (laughs) it sounds vaguely familiar but i'm kind of like i mean we didn't do anything weird we just like had a little ceremony in the bathroom oh yeah there was like a yarn and you like (laughs) put that yeah i remember that i remember being horrified it was like it was my crocheted cervix. Oh god. <laughs> oh no. Oh. All right. Well, these have all been easy questions. So, now do you remember getting her diagnosis? No. I don't remember anything about the diagnosis. I Yeah, that's weird. I, I don't remember anything about that. I just remember like Freya, like, before we knew, just her being, like, really small, like, not healthy, and then after when I knew what was wrong, I never, like, re- like remembered the actual process, kind of. Uh-huh. So, no, it's weird. Huh. I don't really think about it. I just kind of, like, it's always just, like, been there, kind of, so I don't really think about, like, the time that it happened, so. That's fascinating. Because one of the... (laughs) Really? (laughs) No, I just think... I mean, 
it's something that I have processed and and questioned and numerous times and talked about and I've talked about it on this podcast and to hear you say that you don't remember <laughs> it. I think it was because I wasn't really like I didn't really understand kind of so I just knew that like I feel like there wasn't really like a transition time it was just kind of like Freya's always been this way and it was like I only I learned why I learned that to, like I always knew that something was like she was different a little bit like smaller but I just now I knew why it wasn't something that I like she has a disorder it was kind of just like this is why she's small and can't like eat well and like that kind of thing uh-huh well um let me tell you my memory is of uh the doctor calling me on friday night and nani was in town and you and nani were out in the kitchen or something and i got the phone call and i feel like we had a landline for some reason we did we did have a landline and so i he called and he told me the diagnosis and shortly afterwards you walked into the room and I and you asked me I don't remember what you asked me I don't know if you could tell something was wrong you asked me if I was okay or or who was on the phone or something and I was sitting on the edge of the bed and you were standing in front of me and I hugged you and I sobbed on your shoulder and I told you and that is something that I have, like, <laughs> so many times thought about. Like, what Maybe. a burden to put on you. But you don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I remember, I don't remember, like, the exact moment. But I kind of remember, like, the feeling, like, the general, like. What was that feeling? It was, like. At first, it was kind of like, I, I don't know how to explain it, just not sad, but just kind of like, she's not going to get the same, like, she's not going to get a chance kind of thing. But then, like, she started on growth hormone, and she just got all this stuff, and she got so much better, so it was kind of just like, she's just going to learn things lower. It's not like a... And, it was kind of just, like, came a part of... It wasn't, like, anything... It was just how I always felt, so it, like, wasn't anything different. It wasn't sad or bad. It was just... It was my sister, so it wasn't really, like, a feeling kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What, uh... Like, what do you remember from the, that first year or so? Do you remember that... Because you must have gone... Here, well, I'll make a confession for one. One of the things oh, no. that... Yeah. It's not one of those confessions. <laughs> no, but this is another thing I've talked about is kind of after the fact, when I look back on that, like on that first year, I don't really remember what kind of a parent I was to you. I was I, like, I can remember the fear and the worry around Freya and the, the therapies and the doctor's appointments and all that stuff. And then getting pregnant with Rona but I don't really... I remember re- that, too. Yeah? I mean, kind of. I feel like I have a vague image of, like, cooking potatoes or something. I don't know why. I, just, <laughs> I, like, I think of Rona, and I'm like, a potato. I'm like, I don't know. 
<laughs> like, I think about being born and, like, you being pregnant. I just, I, there's, like, an image of a potato. Something has to do with a potato. I have no idea why. <laughs> she kind of looked like a potato. <laughs> no, but it was, like, I remember the exact moment you told me that she, you were pregnant. And I was, like, potato? I don't know. I just think of potato. <laughs> I think I might have been cooking potatoes or something like that. And you were like, come into the kitchen. Or I mean, come into the living room. And I'm like, but I'm cooking potatoes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, my God. Okay, but what was the question? Um, well, so I was just saying that I don't, I don't remember parenting you so much in that first year. And I just wonder if I was kind of absent and not very... I don't, I didn't notice that. I think that we were all kind of so, like, all kind of not parenting, but, like, all watching out for Freya. So we it was all kind of, like, collectively together parenting Freya sort of thing. So we all, like, we would, like, talk about, for like, it wasn't really, Freya was kind of, like, what we bond, not bonded over, but, like, what we all kind of, you know, like. She's our focus. Kind of our focus, but not in a bad way. Just like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I was, I feel like you weren't absent because we were all like doing the same thing sort of thing. Okay. You weren't like sitting in another room by yourself wondering where no. everybody was. We were all in it together. Yeah. So it was, we were like kind of all being, I was being parented while you were parenting Freya and I was like, I don't know. I feel like it was kind of like collective. We, I wasn't like left out. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I remember that you got her first smile. I did? You did. You were playing with her and making goofy faces or something. And then you walked away. And then when you came back, like she looked for you. And I oh, said, yeah. oh, Freya, she's looking for you. And then, or all Haven, she's looking for you. And then you came back. And when she saw oh, yeah. you, then she smiled. And I just was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, uh, I remember that. That was so awesome. I mean, we don't need to talk about Rona so much other than just, like, when Rona came along, then there were two of them, and... That's when I learned how to read. You learned how to read with Freya. I did? Oh, I thought it was with Rona, and I was like, no, I'm done. No, it was with it was with Freya. Oh, right, because I remember I used to hate reading, and then Rona, Freya was born, and you were, like, you were, like, pumping and... or something like that, and I was <laughs> like, you know what, I'm going to read this book, so I sat there for, like, four hours and read an entire book. I remember you crawled into bed. With me. Oh, it was in the morning, and then you left, and I was still, like, reading my book. Yeah, because I was, like, I was still harboring some fantasies of continuing homeschool <laughs> in that time, and, uh, which we still kind of did. I mean, yeah. we did officially. Oh, yeah, I just, like, didn't have school for that time. Yeah, 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 I remember that. I was still homeschooled, you, right? Yeah, you were still homeschooled, and I just was, and I was trying, I was, was thinking <laughs> I was going to get my shit together, and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Kept, was still trying to figure out Freya, and I remember you crawled into bed, and I got up, and I went to the kitchen to make breakfast or something, and I was thinking, oh, what are we going to do for homeschool today? And then I was like, wait, she's reading. She's laying there reading Finally reading. Finally reading on her own. This is homeschool. I don't want to, like, gloss over Rona, but this isn't this podcast isn't about Rona, but... <laughs> Did that change anything for you? Like, so I guess maybe that's a question. Like, seeing Freya as a baby and then having Rona come along as a baby was very different experiences. I think that with Freya, I didn't know the difference. And then with Rona, it wasn't like, 
I was like, oh, this is what a normal baby is like. Quote, Quote, air quotes. Air quotes, normal. Um, Typically developing. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really know the difference. So with Rona, it was kind of just like, she's stronger. It wasn't like, this is what Freya was supposed to be like. It was kind of just like, this baby is stronger than this baby. And that's just kind of how it happened. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a... I definitely noticed, like... I would notice things like, oh, by this time, Freya was... Like, Mona's doing this before Freya did this. But I didn't I didn't really, like, think about it. It was just kind of like a noticing. I wasn't, like, making judgments or, like, mm-hmm. comparing them necessarily. It was just kind of like, this is what happened for this baby. This is what happened for this baby. Kind of. And now they're six and seven. Oh, dear. How uh how does that feel? <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna need a more sanity. No, no, no. What's it called? A squishy ball for stress. No, that's not. I'm talking about the question. I'm talking. I'm gonna need a a, a, deep... a specific question. A more okay. specific question. What do you mean? <laughs> okay. How do I feel about it? There's many things that I feel about it. Um. <laughs> Are you glad that you have sisters? Yes. Even though they make you crazy. Yes. What is the most challenging part about Ooh, where do I start? (laughs) Um, Not understanding what is going on in their brain and why they can't just freaking listen, like, Uh to what you're telling them to do. Uh Like, I feel like I just don't understand where, like, what their brain is doing, so it's just kind of like, why are you doing this kind of thing? Uh Uh-huh. And you feel the same with Rona in that way as you do with Freya, or I definitely notice that Freya has more like meltdowns, kind of. But like, she's definitely actually. I think it kind of depends. I think that they both are not. They're well behaved. They're really well behaved children, but they like they both cause problems, like behavioral problems, but just in different ways. So it's kind of like some days Rona is just horrible and it's just like it's, can't stand to be around you right now another day she's super sweet and, and other days Freya is like oh my god why are you doing this and then sometimes it's like oh Freya you're so sweet right now I think they just have different behavioral things mm-hmm. I mean I don't know I don't know that you like Freya I wouldn't say that Freya is somebody that you meet and then you say oh well well she has a syndrome no, but, but all of my friends know, like, even my new friends, like, I don't know, I tell them, I'm not like, oh, no one needs to know, no one can know about this. It's kind of like, whenever I meet someone and, like, we start saying questions and, like, oh, do you have any siblings? And I'm like, yeah. And something will come up and like, yeah, my sister has a disorder and blah, blah, blah. So all of my fr- So do you have, like, a spiel that you give them or are you just, like, how do you explain it? I don't know. I'm kind of just like, yeah, my sister has a my sister has a genetic disorder that she's missing her part of her fifteenth chromosome, and it basically the part of her brain that tells her that she's not like that she's not hungry anymore doesn't work properly. So like she can just keep eating and eating and eating, and she won't like realize that she's full, kind of, and it's part of it's like anxiety mm-hmm. that like if there's food in the plate you have to like she has to like eat it to be satisfied just because like anxiety 
mm-hmm. which I get because like I can't stand leaving like a bite of food in the plate. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so where have you where have you learned about this? I mean, just from what I feel like I just kind of like accumulate knowledge through random stuff that I hear people say. Mm-hmm. But you I haven't like done your own research or. No, I mean, I feel like I haven't, like, not that I haven't needed to, but, like, all of my information, I bet if I had a question, like, I just don't, I just don't know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, me and bio. Um, I don't know what I don't know, so, like, I, I don't really feel like I need to look stuff up because I don't know what I'm looking up sort right. of thing. So, like, everything that I want to know that I think I want to know, I already know. Does that make any sense at all? That <laughs> makes perfect sense. What aspect of it, of the of Prada Relay Syndrome, do you think is the most challenging? Is there one that stands out to you? I mean, I I can make a guess, but I want to hear you answer first. Hmm. Probably the, like, leaving things alone sort of thing, like OCD sort mm-hmm. of, but, like, it's not part of OCD. It's just the it's disorder. It's obsessive-compulsive tendencies is actually what it is. Is it part of the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's very. So common. you're like, we're going, Freya. We got to get out of the door. And she's like, I have to like fix my collar. Like I have to fix my shoelace perfectly. You're like Freya, I gotta. We gotta go. She's like, no, let, wait, wait, wait. And then she gets more and more frustrated. And then she like takes longer. And you're like, ah, mm-hmm. that's probably the most frustrating thing. Okay. Out of everything. I thought was, I thought you were gonna say it was all those times that you asked to like bake cookies or something, and I tell you no. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That bothers me, but, like, I know, like, I know the reason for that. Like, in the moment, I'm like, oh, I really want to make cookies, but, like, I understand why I can't make cookies. Mm-hmm. But then after, I'm like, oh, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Would it help you to learn some skills to deal with Brit? Like, does it help you, like, when she's in the moment and she's having her OC tendencies, does it help you to remind yourself that it's something she can't help? It does, but in the moment, I can't, like, like I don't know, my brain works weirdly, so, like, say, like, we're in an argument or something like that, in the moment, I'm, like, really bad, and I'm gonna, like, backtalk you and argue with you, and then after the fact, I'm, like, wow, that, that was so stupid, like, I can't believe I got in an argument about that, but, like, in the moment, <laughs> I can't, like, it's kind of, like, my brain just, like, takes over, and I'm just, like, annoyed, and there's nothing I can do do about it, but then afterwards, or beforehand, I'm, like... Like, I need to, like, work on this. But then afterwards, I'm like, why? That was so stupid. Why was I upset about that? You know, you, like, make goals for yourself where you're like, okay, I'm going to do dishes more. I'm going to, like, not backtalk. And then in the moment, you're like, this is one exception where I cannot do the dishes. And then you realize afterwards, you're like, no, that was that was a horrible exception. That doesn't make any sense. Like, definitely afterwards and before, like, before something, I'm like, oh, I should probably work on this. And then afterwards, I'm like. God, that was so stupid. I can't believe I was upset about that. I can't believe I couldn't, like, be patient. But mm-hmm. Well, it's a skill that takes practice. And, uh, I mean, you see me parent. It takes some days, sometimes I can do it, and other times I can't. Yesterday you read Jamila Basher's book, Because of Her. And I I've interviewed her on the podcast. Um And so one of the things that I appreciate in that book is her honesty about feeling embarrassed by her sister. And I'm wondering if you've ever had... I've never felt embarrassed about Freya. 
I don't know, I read so many books and see so many, like, movies and shows where it's, like, I don't want anyone to know my sister has a disorder or, like, that kind of thing. I don't want anyone to know that I have, like, dyslexia, something like that. I've seen so many examples of that. But, like, I feel like it's not something to be embarrassed about because it's not anything you can control. So it's just, like, kind of a part of you. Like, some people have brown hair. Some people have, like, blonde hair. It's not really, like... I've never been embarrassed. I mean, she's done embarrassing things, but that's not because <laughs> of her disorder. Like... <laughs> that's because of her... It's because of... Our family. <laughs> yeah, I'm not easy to embarrass, so... I think because I'm so embarrassing that it's just kind of, like... <laughs> it doesn't really affect <laughs> me anymore. So, no, no, I don't get embarrassed. <laughs> Well, that's good. <laughs> I remember uh, going through this time thinking, this period of time thinking that I wanted to get you into a sub- sibling support group. Oh, and that God. Felt... <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, that seems like that's not something you feel like you need. I feel like with support groups, it's like you're, def- you're like struggling with things, mm-hmm. but I'm not really struggling with anything, so I don't feel like I need a support group. Okay. Just, uh, maybe... Thanks, though. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything about her syndrome that you would like to understand more? It doesn't really have anything to do with her disorder, but kind of just, like, the chemistry of it. Like, what is actually happening, like, in her brain and in her, like, cells and stuff like that. Yeah, we just learned about DNA and stuff like that, and it was super interesting to see... Like, oh, this is what Freya doesn't have. Like, she's, like, see the chromosomes and, like, oh, so this, like, this gene didn't get passed on because that's how this works. And, like, that's cool. It's interesting. Yeah, so you understood it more on a... uh, Molecular level. Molecular level. Yeah, I wouldn't have come up with that phrase. I think that's a common phrase. Well, (laughs) how would you describe your relationship with Freya? What do you mean? Like, what well, kind of so going back to that book, uh, Jamila was talking about feeling like she was the caretaker and the protector, or maybe not the, the caretaker, yeah. but, you know, the, her protector, and then that eventually, you know, inspired her to go into special education, uh-huh. which I, I don't see you doing, necessarily. I don't think I could be a teacher of any kind. I, God, <laughs> I have not enough patience for that. But do you find that, do you think that you feel protective of Freya? And maybe, like, is it different than with Rona, or is it just you just are... I mean, yeah, it, it is different with Rona. I feel like I'm definitely prote- more protective about, like, like, in the book, it was kind of like she doesn't really trust anyone near her sister, like, no, even if they're just nice people. I kind of get that. Like, I understand where she's coming from. And, like, just little kids are just so brutal and, like me and so I kind of feel like what are, what are little kids gonna say or do even if it's like not intentional that's gonna like make Freya see feel not equal kind of thing mm-hmm. and with Rona I'm like I definitely I have that with Rona mm-hmm. but it's not it's a different kind of thing I feel like and I'm definitely more protective about like physical things with Freya I don't know she wants to go like the monkey bars and I'm like eh, you gotta let me help you cause like you're not doing the monkey bars by yourself and I feel like I can sometimes be a little bit too protective with that kind of thing. So one of the things my friend said today when I was telling her about uh, interviewing you, and it was funny because I was in this class and we were talking about how throughout history women have been shamed for various things. And so so we did this writing exercise. Of, various. 
<laughs> we're like all things. <laughs> yeah. So we did this writing exercise, and I wrote about feeling like, uh, you know, one of the things that I get shamed for is um, is my emotional responses at times, and and so I was talking to my friend Therese, and I said. I was. T- I told her that I was interviewing you tonight, and I had. I had already said that I that I don't remember what kind of a mother I was in the beginning, and then to like when to you when Freya was born, and then I said that uh, I was going to interview you tonight, and that I was worried that I was going to cry, and that that you were then going to be annoyed, and I was like, because Hame is one of the people that shames me for being emotional, <laughs> but not really. You don't really do that, but. You know, it's not necessarily your comfort zone. And, yeah. And Ooh. I said, um, I said, you know, gosh, she's just such a tough one. She's, you know. <laughs> and Therese said, uh, see, this is where I'm going to get emotional. But Therese said, she said, well, maybe because she, she's had to be tough. And it's just a simple line, but it just made me think of that first year and like that first moment, which cracks me up that you don't remember. <laughs> So like for me I totally vaguely, okay. <laughs> I totally took that on and and I just wonder if any of that make if any if that resonates with you at all. Um I don't know, this is a hard question, but like I'm one of those people that some people like crying really help like crying and being emotional helps them release. But for me, if I cry about something, it just kind of, like, makes me more sad. And, like, listening to sad music, I can't stand listening to sad music when I'm sad. God, it's just horrible. It makes, it's, like, nails on a chalkboard. It's just, like, ugh. Because, like, people say, oh, it makes it more, like, real and, like, not, not in a bad way, but it, like, makes it more so I can, like, cope with it. But, like, for me, it just kind of, it's too much too fast kind of sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like, I, I'll, if I cry, it's, like, immediately. Like, someone dies, I'll cry immediately, and then I'm just not going to cry again. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I, it's not a release for me, it's just kind of like a... A reaction. It's Yeah, it's a reaction, and then I kind of release it through, like, thinking about it and talking about it and just time. Yeah, well, I think that is an interesting way to, to describe it, and I, and if it... And if you know that about yourself, and if that's your way, it's healthy. I feel like I rarely have big outbursts like that. Mm-hmm. But if it's something like that I haven't dealt with in my healthy way, my healthy way, then like I will kind of do that. But mm-hmm. it's seldom and far between, I think is the term. Okay. So you're not harboring any uh, deep-seated grief and and resentment from uh, no. the first couple years. Sweet. No, I'm, I'm doing all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. And do you feel to put you on the spot? Do you feel comfortable coming to me with any questions or concerns? Or she's, yeah. she's nodding. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more question. Uh, I'm not sure. They all say. <laughs> do you ever, what do you think of the future and Freya? Do you ever think of her in the future? And 
I mean, sometimes, but like, it's almost like I try not to, mm-hmm. just because it kind of makes me sad, but like. Which part makes you sad? Um, just like knowing that she's not gonna, she's not gonna necessarily live by herself and like get a job and like be independent. Like she might, she's gonna get a job, hopefully. And she better. She better get a job, <laughs> but like she's not gonna like move someplace and like have her own, have her own like place and like I don't know, like mm-hmm. she's not gonna like live life to its full potential, sort of. Mm-hmm. But she will hopefully live it to her full potential. Well, yeah, I get that. But, like, I'm afraid that she's not going to be willing to try to get her full potential. Hmm. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. why do you think that? I don't know. I just feel like she's going to be one of those people that tries to make excuses. But, like, she, I don't know why I think this just, she's going to be one of those people that's like, oh, I have a disorder, that means that I don't have to try as hard. Like, not that I don't have to try as hard, but just because, like, she's going to use it as an excuse to not try to live life to its full potential. Hmm. Kind of. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, it definitely makes sense. I think it's interesting because... Not, this isn't like a judgment on her character. I just feel like no, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, it kind of is. But... No, I mean, I mean, it's not not like <laughs> not good or bad, but just an observation on her. Kind of, yeah. Well, I just think it's interesting because I, I don't necessarily feel that way. And actually, sitting in her IEP meetings and talking with their teachers, they all talk about her determination, and determined. she's definitely determined. <laughs> But they talk about her determination, so I, I think that's interesting that you say that. I mean, and... yeah. Not, not that she's going to try to, like... I mean, yes, but almost not intentionally, kind mm. of. Like, I feel like she's going to grow up knowing that she's always just not going to be able to, like... She's going to be slower at learning how to read and tie her shoes, that kind of thing. So she's just going to think that, like... I'm just not going to make those goals because that's just how I am. Hmm. Kind of like, just, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I understand what you're saying. And, uh, agree to disagree. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I mean, I just, I see Freya picking up books all the time and trying to read it and asking me to read. I'm not saying she's not trying. I'm just saying that, like, I feel like she might get kind of discouraged. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I see her getting frustrated and then she just, like, stops trying to do what whatever it is she's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And she just, like, has to go go to bed and, like, deal with it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she's gonna get, she can get discouraged easily. Mm-hmm. And that might deter her from trying new things and that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, no, she definitely gets frustrated and has to leave what she's doing sometimes. Okay. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Um, no. Does it ever worry you when you think about what your role may possibly be in her life as an adult? 
No. Really? Because I totally put <laughs> you on the wheel. In the wheel. That's the. <laughs> not not no, like I didn't. that. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't really think about it very often. Right. Well, you're 14. No, I try to live life in the moment. Oh, Another God. yoga term. <laughs> it's not a yoga term. There's nothing. <laughs> okay, so let's finish off on one more. Oh God, I have to fancy. I have to have a fancy quote, don't I? Um, you don't have to have a fancy <laughs> quote, but just, just like, what is something that you? What's a like a, a wisdom or um, something that you think? You know, say okay. Say if you had a friend who had a, a sibling with special needs but they weren't as positive and and as um okay with it they're okay there are times it's gonna suck really bad and it's just it's gonna be like you're gonna get so frustrated because your little sister is or brother is not getting like not where you were when you were this age or not where your other sibling or other kids but know that they will get there eventually and that it's like the it's the little goals that count Mm -hmm. like every little thing that they do they get better and better and better and to not just give up on them because they will get better and it's there's rough patches but then they're also really amazing patches and it's okay to get so frustrated. It's okay to get so frustrated and, like, just done. That's normal. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to feel like there's nothing you're ever going to be able to do about it. And there's, there's nothing you can do. And it's just going to be like this for the rest of your life. But it does get better. So, yeah. Boom. Words of wisdom. 